Well, don't give it a mm. four then. Just well, say that. They're going to hate this one. Hello and welcome to the Super Bayern Podcast. Like many things in the world, European football is on hold due to the coronavirus pandemic, meaning Bayern Munich's games against Chelsea and Union Berlin have been postponed and that we won't be seeing Bavarians take the field until at least April. So, with no match content to discuss, today we'll be taking a very early look into how we expect, or rather how we hope, Bayern will shape up next season. I'm Benjamin Scott and joining me are my friends Garrett Kerber, from deep within the bunker that I normally record in. Hello. Tim Richards. Uh, it's not that deep in my bunker, but I'm here. And of course, Sebastian Zimmerman. Hi. Yeah, not much of a bunker here either. I'm actually at the uh, highest point of my house, but that's beside the point. Um, Today, we'll kind of be doing things a little bit different. Like I said, there's no match content to discuss. Byron haven't played in, in over a week. Um really weird situation right now, but we're still going to push through and do the best we can to keep putting out episodes. And today, uh, we'll be taking a look at Byron's squad and uh, I guess kind of playing an early version of um, keep, sell, uh, and then at the very end, we'll look at um, who we hope Byron bring in in the summer. Now, of course, we have no idea how the coming months are going to play out. Um, All of this is subject to change, so keep in mind this is totally speculative, totally just our opinions. Uh, assuming that things get back on track soon and we get to enter into a normal transfer uh, window. So with all of that in mind, we'll start from the back and sort of work our way forward. Uh, and the first one up is is pretty easy. Manuel Neuer. Um, Tim, can you think of any reason Bayern Munich would not want to keep him? No. Yes. Wait. Hold on. What's the question? Oh, well, sorry. I'm very tired. It's been a... It's been a- it's been a wild couple of days. Uh, Bayern would want to keep Manuel Neuer at all costs. They've got Alexander Nubel coming in. That's good. Neuer is still going to be number one. And he needs to be considered the goalkeeper for all competitions. I know that some teams have kind of experimented with having a league goalkeeper and a cup goalkeeper. I don't think Bayern should do that. For as long as Neuer is at the club, he should be number one. Yeah, and we've talked about this a bit in the past, but um, Garrett Neuer's contract expires not this summer, but but the next summer. Uh, do you think ba- uh, Bayern should go ahead and renew that contract with Neuer? I would imagine so. I don't. I I think before uh, things got suspended, it seemed like he was starting to come back into the form that saw him at the top, or at least near the top of goalkeepers in the world, and so he's not. It's not like he's super old and and we're we're just riding him out until he you know can't can't run anymore. Uh, he's still got plenty of good years ahead of him, so I don't really see a good reason to uh, move on from him just yet. That being said, it's going to be interesting to see how they work everything, given that Nubel's coming in and is you would ex- you would assume as he's expecting to play. Um, at least enough to 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 where he's not really hurting his his value, um, but but I I don't know how you how you would move ahead with uh, with moving on from Manuel Neuer. Uh, you, it puts you almost in the situation that you're in 
now on the wings where um, they moved on from some older players and, and we're feeling pretty good about where Nabri is, but, but that other wing is, is a little iffy. And um, I just think that they're, they'd they'd be foolish to 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 move on from Neuer at this point. I think that it will be interesting to see how like I said how the club um works in Nubel but also how Neuer um feels about that uh whether he's going to actually go ahead and and want to resign. I would assume he does, but maybe he maybe with this uh Nubel signing maybe he thinks a little bit more about that than he would have um in the past. So it'll be interesting. Well, all signs point to, even with Alexander Nubel coming in, Manuel Neuer will uh, remain the number one at Bayern, and I think we'd, we're all probably going to have to be in agreement there. Um, Manuel Neuer, yep. Bayern should definitely keep, and if possible, um, renew his contract. But he's not the only goalkeeper at the club. Um, Sebastian Sven Ulreich is sitting right behind Neuer, hasn't played in a long, long time, and uh, with Alexander Nubel coming in in the summer, it doesn't look like that's going to change, so... Um, surely he'll be sold this summer. Yeah, I guess that's going to be the case. I must say I have always been kind of a fan of Sven Ulreich. I have watched him closely when he uh, he, he was at Stuttgart because I used to live in Stuttgart at that time and saw him often at the stadium. And I think he really was a great goalkeeper and he still is a great goalkeeper. And he has always done or nearly always done a great job for Bayern. But yeah, since the club has made pretty clear that Nubel is not going to uh, send anywhere on a loan, there's just no, no real space for Ulreich. If, if you're keeping Nubel here, you really need to give him as many games as there are, with Neuer not wanting to give give up any. So yeah, really no no use for Ulreich there, and it's I, I think he's really good enough to go somewhere else, probably be a starter or uh, well win out and get a starter role somewhere after a while because he's just 31 years old uh, he will be 31 years old when when the when the new year uh, the new league year is supposed to start i mean we're, we're not, we don't quite know if that's actually going to happen on time but anyway so he definitely is a very strong goalkeeper still and yeah i i, I really think it's the best for him if he leaves there are so many go- goalkeepers now we're talking about here and i guess we will probably you know, uh, continue and we'll pro- uh, you will probably also say something about Früchtel and Hoffmann but yeah th- there's just there's just not enough space because Früchtel is also a, a very good a very good player and yeah he, we can develop him too so, so yeah he's not going to be your number three or maybe number four on the squad he's way too good for that so yeah since we're we're not letting Neuer go and I guess that's pretty clear since Nübel is not going to go out on a, on a loan anywhere since Früchtel is also there, yeah, I guess Ulreich needs to go. Yeah, Tim, I'll go ahead and come to you because Sebastian already brought it up what my next question was going to be um, with Nubel coming in. What does this mean for Christian Fruchtel? Well, we've never seen him play for the for the senior team. I don't even know if he's been in the squad for the senior team, like if he's just been on the bench. Um, but everything that I've read and kind of blindly believed is that he isn't just like, oh, he's the next Neuer. I think he is supposed to be a very gifted and very talented goalkeeper with a tremendously high potential. So the fact that we have somebody as good, allegedly, on as him on our books is something that we should still definitely be considering. Like we, okay, I think like going back to when we had Oliver Kahn and then we had to 
there was a significant drop down from Khan to Mikhail Rensing to Thomas Kraft to Hans Jörg Butt. So it's, I imagine that there is probably an element of trepidation about that because you don't want to have to go through that, like those problems again. But I don't know. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Christian Fruchtel get some minutes, maybe in like an early cup game next season. Like if you, there's always like the first, the first round of the cup for Bayern is always against a team in like the seventh division or something like that. That would be a good opportunity because the attack's going to be good enough to kind of warrant any potential um, potential goalkeeping shortcomings. I think it's time to see him get some experience, um, if only for the fact that of what I have seen of of Alexander Nubel is a very accident prone and erratic goalkeeper. Um, I'd like to see what we already have before we like instantly just decide that this other guy is mm-hmm. is the number two. But again, like that's that I'm just basing that on uh, on things that I've that I've seen that I've read and, and heard from other people. I, I I personally can't speak about how how good Fruchtel is as a goalkeeper yet. Well, I think you make a fair point that we haven't they... we haven't seen a lot from him. Go ahead, Garrett. Yeah, I was just saying they like him enough to where they extended his contract recently, um, correct? Because I thought that happened back in maybe October. Um, They extended him for a couple more years. Um, And it's not like he's going to be – he's to an age where he's going to need, you know, first team minutes all the time and he's still pretty young. So – I, I I can't imagine it's going to hurt him or Bayern to to keep a hold of him and and he basically just served the same role that he does now so I can't imagine that it would be um it'd be a problem. Yeah, so we'll just have to call it there for uh, for goalkeepers Manuel Neuer keep hopefully renew the contract. Sven Orik he's probably gone in the summer and then Christian Fruchtel I guess we'll say loan loan him out let him get some more experience uh, because he's probably not going to be playing much with the first team uh, until he goes out and proves himself somewhere else. So we'll go ahead and move up to uh, the defense. And I think there's a few names that we can kind of just quickly go over here because I don't think there's going to be uh, much you know, to talk about with them. So Lucas Hernandez, uh, Benjamin Pavard were both just brought in last summer. Um, I don't think any of us would be making an argument that they need to be sold. Uh, in the, the upcoming window, and that's generally not how it works. So I'll go ahead and put them under the uh, keep category. I think the same thing can probably be said for Nicolas Sula, unless any of you have an argument as to why he should be sold in the summer. Yeah. Yep. No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so at all. Um, but one name that has kind of come up recently as a potential departure in the summer, somewhat surprisingly, is uh, David Alaba, whose contract actually runs out in 2021 again. Um, You'll notice that's going to be a theme with a few Bayern players, but uh, he's really just kind of been the leader in defense so far this season, Sebastian. So I'm of the opinion Bayern should do absolutely everything they can to make sure that he stays, that they renew his contract and keep him because he's, you know, a player that's in his prime right now. Um, is Is there any reason Bayern should even consider selling him? No, the the only possible reason would be if he really, really, really wants to leave, but I probably don't think so. It's probably just a question of giving him what he wants. No, I, I definitely think we need to keep him. He's probably the 
second guy on my list con uh, concerning uh, giving him a new contract. Uh, the first one being Thomas Müller, obviously. So no, no reason, no reason to let him go at all. He's definitely the boss in our in our on our on our defense right now. Uh, he's one of the few persons who I would blindly trust with at least three positions on, on this eleven, which would be left center back, right center back, and uh, uh, left back, obviously. I would also uh, still think he's an intriguing option in midfield. So there are really few players on, on the squad where I can, can say a similar thing. And yeah, that's just, no, no. We definitely need to keep him. He's just, just too versatile to, to, to let him go. He's too good to let him go. And he has too much Bayern DNA to let him go. So definitely an, an easy one. Very much, very easy. We can, we can, we definitely can't say he can't leave. No. Yeah, I think David Oliver firmly falls underneath the keep uh, and renew category. Um, and I wasn't really thinking of this player as a defender, but Alfonso Davies, I guess, has sort of become a defender for Bayern Munich. He really plays all up and down the left flank. It's it's hard to define him, but with him playing at left back, his contract doesn't expire until 2023. It's fairly obvious that we won't sell him in the summer. Uh, but Garrett, should Byron already be um, considering giving Alfonso Davies a, a bigger paycheck every month and um, trying to tie him down for an even longer term deal beyond 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it sounded like they, they're they're kind of of that mindset um, based on some of the reports that are coming out. And I think that given how well he's adapted to a not a new position, but uh, maybe, but not his top position or his most natural position. I think that you can safely say that he's got whatever it takes to, to be a really good um, Bundesliga player. And the fact that he's so young, um, if, if Byron can lock him up uh, a while and, and then be able to, you know, worst case scenario, sell him for a, a you know, a decent amount and not risk, not risk that, um, by any means. I think that he's done more than enough to, to show himself worthy of a, of even an extension onto the, the contract that he's currently has. Um, I, I mean, I think that we, I think that he's probably still, we're probably still looking at him as being a potential winger more than a defender. Um, just because that's what they brought him in for, but you know, if he can be the heir apparent to uh, David Alaba, then um, maybe maybe he does stay at left back. And, and as we've seen, those fullback positions are not as easy to fill, apparently, as, as we might think. And if he's already put himself up among the top left backs in the world, according to a lot of places, then, uh, then yeah, put, put pen to paper and lock him up. Yeah, well, even if, you know, whether it's at left back or further the pitch at left wing, which is something we actually talked about in last week's episode, I think everyone's in agreement. We have to get Fonzie down on a, a long-term contract. Um, you know, he looks like he's got the talent. He's going to he's gonna go places at Bayern and, um, yeah, lock him down for the foreseeable future. Um, another player who has sort of been, uh, his future has been talked about a whole lot recently in the news, Tim. You probably know where I'm going. That's Jerome Boateng, who has kind of had a renaissance this season. He stepped up for Bayern um, in a few games on a, you know the big occasion, and 
and put in a handful of really, really good performances. Again, another player whose contract runs out next summer in 2021. Um, most signs seem to be pointing that this is his last season at Bayern. But I don't know. What What do you think? Do you think Bayern maybe should consider keeping him beyond the summer? I don't think so. I think he's, he, as you said, he's really kind of turned it around and he's like stepped up. He's been a great player. Uh, his passing's back um, back to how it used to be. His, his tackling, he's still quite agile. The problem is, is that for such a long time, he was a bit of a liability. So it's kind of hard to say whether or not, oh, he's back, or if it's, oh, he's just having a good few games. Because I've got no idea what everybody's going to be like once this um, once this pause is over. Because um, obviously, like you need to be training regularly. And if that's not going to happen, then, um, you know, that's that's like uh, another subject um, for another day. I don't think that Bayern should be looking to extend him. I think if they want to keep him beyond next season and then let him leave for free, which I, I feel is kind of something that should be reserved for people that have kind of been like really good servants to the club. So somebody, I don't want him to leave, but somebody like David Alaba, I'd rather see him kind of like, um, see out his full contract and like because Bayern aren't really a team that need the money um, they, they, they don't need massive transfers they don't really need anything so it's nice to kind of say okay like we've got you for this long or like you've got me for this long I will stay for this long I'll, I've signed the contract I will I will stay um, I think it's going to be kind of hard for maybe a couple of uh, a couple of clubs to want to pay what Boateng would would be asking for in terms of his wages. Um, but if Bayern do want to kind of capitalise on, you know, can we get something from this? Then now is probably the best time because um, he's he's not going to get better. Um, I think what we're seeing at the moment is probably the last peak uh, of his time at Bayern, and it it would be a shame to see him go. Um, but I think he probably would want a new challenge as well, um, if only for the fact that he's so he's been so public about him wanting to improve himself and get better, um, get, uh, like physically, like improve his his stamina, improve his strength, and everything. It's it's great, and he fully deserves um, like the the flowers and the celebration at the end of the season, whenever that whenever that day comes. Could be this season, could be three years from now. We'll never know. Personally, I'm I'm pretty firmly of the opinion that he should be sold this summer. Um, I think it's great that he's kind of made a comeback this season, and I think that will make it a little bit easier for Bayern to let go of him this summer. It's sort of like the idea: okay, you you came back, you proved that you could still do it. It's time to move on. Let's not you know hold out this relationship any longer um, than it needs to last. And like you said, he's been very um, transparent in the past about his desire to play somewhere else. Um, and I think that there's no reason to hold a player if he if he wants to go, let him go. So Sebastian Garrett, would either of you make the argument that Bayern need to keep Jerome Boateng? No, not really. Uh, I think I would like to see more of Pavard in the middle anyway. So yeah, that's go- not going to make that more likely. I- I've always been k- kind of pro Boateng, I believe, but yeah, no, he he has been playing well. But his time is going to his time at Bayern is going to come to an end sooner or later anyway. And yeah, we have a, a lot of good centre backs, I believe. So yeah, we can do without him. Yeah, I I, I kind of actually 
if 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 and there's these are big ifs if if he wants to stay and he wants to uh contend for a spot and you know maybe even you know have the role the similar role because i can't I, I he can't expect to have a bigger role than he currently has right now um but if he's willing to kind of continue in this bench role um and uh i i would love to see him stay and and byron to keep him on the the squad um to to kind of help mentor some of these younger guys along and again this is all predicated on does he want to even be here if he doesn't want to be with at byron he wants to move on then by all means um you know send him on his way do right by the player and and get him to where he wants to go to the best of your ability but I mean, if if all things being equal, he's he wants to be here and he wants to compete for a spot. I I think that even at his age, he can offer a lot to the Bayern squad as a whole. I mean, on a game day roster, a guy that you can pretty well rely on. I mean, we we obviously you know it's been mentioned that you know he had he struggled um, for for a good year there um, and. So obviously he's not like a shutdown defender, but I think that there he's one of those players, not quite in the mold of, of Robin or Ribery, but he's he's still been such a big uh, a big name and a big part of who Bayern have been for so long. At this point, I would just prefer, on a personal level, I would prefer to see him right off into the sunset. Um, with Bayern, you know, a la Robin and Ribery, well, Robin at least. Um, or, but, but obviously, if he has different uh, aspirations, then I, I wouldn't want to stand stand against that. But, but I, I will go ahead and and say that they should do everything that they they can within reason to keep him on the squad for that veteran presence to um, to give them another option. I think that would make it three to one. So, despite your argument, I'm still going to put Boateng under the uh, the okay. cell category. Um, that leaves That's us okay. with, with two players left on the defensive list. The first one, Alvaro Odriozola. I don't think it's fair to talk much about him since we've seen him play like maybe twice. Um, he's on loan with no option to buy. It's not really a whole lot we can uh, add to that conversation with the little we've seen from him. So, he's going to go in the gray zone. We'll pretend that he's not not even there, but. Uh, Lars Lucas Mai Sebastian, very quickly, um, what becomes of him um, next season? Let's assume either Boateng stays or he's sold and another center back is brought in. Uh, does he make the first team jump? Do you think he goes out on loan? Or he's only 19, maybe he stays with the second team? I guess that's really a question that only Hansi Flick can properly answer because uh, we are just not seeing enough of him to really judge what he can do or what he probably can't. So, yeah, it's really just a very tough question. I still think if he has that kind of potential, I definitely want to see more of him. But, yeah, we definitely need to ask the question why that hasn't materialized yet with uh, as uh, slim our options at centre-back have been for a while. So you would really think if he's he's anywhere near as good as we hope he is, he would have uh, played some games over the, the course of the season. So this is where my doubts are coming from here. 
But yeah, I still I, I still think he's a very talented guy, and I don't quite see why nothing has worked out for him really uh, with the team. So yeah, tough one, really tough one. So defense, we'll say Lucas Hernandez, uh, Nicholas Sula, Benjamin Pavard, Afonso Davies all firmly fall under the keep category. Uh, David Oliva falls under the keep and also renew category. Um, Drone Boateng, probably going to be sold. I think we'd most of us would be in favor uh, of that. Uh, and then Lars Lucas Mai, kind of up in the air. I'd put him under the keep and maybe loan. But like you said, Sebastian is another player we haven't really, we're not really sure where he's at. Uh, totally. So that mostly leaves it up to um, Hansi Flick. Anyway, let's go ahead and move into midfield. Um, midfield, and I'll also include, I guess, wide players. So the wingers in here as well. I think there's a couple players that we know obviously fall under the keep category. Joshua Kimmich, of course, best defensive midfielder in the world. Uh, Serge Gnabry, I don't see him going anywhere um, either. And that's pretty much it as far as like concrete we know Byron want to keep them sort of players so the rest of them are kind of well I say kind of up for debate we'll start with one that obviously needs to be kept uh, and renewed and that's Thomas Muller you brought it up earlier Sebastian um, give him a, a lifetime contract at the club let him stop playing whenever he wants to stop playing um, there's no sense no sense debating that so um, let's look at another one of Sebastian's favorite players that's of course Tiago um, and Tim his contract expires next summer. There's uh, not a lot of certainty about his future at the club, but based on how he's played over the last couple of months, it certainly seems like Byron uh, would be foolish not to renew uh, with him and, and keep him beyond this summer. Definitely. Uh, now that he's playing in a role that has, uh, you know, fewer defensive responsibilities, because like, he can, we've, we've had this debate before, he can play as a defensive player, but is much better going forward and and carrying the ball forward the fact that he's now partnered with with Kimmich the thing the the balance between the two seems to just work so wonderfully and almost effortlessly they both complement each other really really well and and I don't think it's any coincidence that now that he's been playing you know closer to an eight okay it's not quite an eight because it's a double pivot but he when he has the responsibilities of an eight he is capable of being completely unplayable like the performance that he had against Chelsea was astounding um so I, I would love to see him him extend I imagine he would want to extend as well like we've spoken about that a number of times just like how much he kind of identifies with the club and that well I, I can talk about this for hours but like that celebration against the um against Juventus when he scored okay that was four years ago Wow, um, that was a long time ago, but you can still see it. Like there's there's something in this guy that absolutely loves the club, and I can only imagine that if Bayern were to kind of say, "Okay, we will give you this," he will repay in kind because he's obviously somebody that relies a lot on confidence, and so if he's given the confidence of the club, then he'll just continue to perform. So yeah, extend for as long as humanly possible. Yeah, I'm I'm in firm agreement with you there. Um, I've always been a bit more sympathetic to Thiago than some people, and I think that he's got an excellent partnership with Joshua Kimmich right now, uh, and I see absolutely no reason in, in breaking that up. Now, Sebastian, I know you're more prone to argue from the other side, but um, what are your thoughts? Extend Thiago, keep Thiago, or maybe try and sell him? 
I mean, right now he's definitely playing well enough that you would want to keep him. That that partnership with Kimmich hasn't always looked as great as it has been looking now under Flick, but I think Flick and Kimmich and Thiago uh, have found a way to make this work together, probably also with help of the defense behind, especially people like Alaba, uh, who are controlling a, a huge part of the game. So I, I, I think we should renew his contract, but this might come quite expensive. I think that's the, the only question mark here. What kind of money does he want? What, what kind of a length of contract he's, uh, he's looking for? I guess this is the, the only real question here because I'm not quite sure if I would be ready to give him like the kind of money someone like Robert Lewandowski is making. I guess that, that, that really is the only remaining question mark here because, yeah, you would, you would really not want to tear this partnership apart between him and Kimmich right now because that's the best we have right now. And otherwise we would have to bring someone new in, which is also not going to be, uh, yeah, not, not, also not going to be very cheap. So yeah. Oh, I would keep him right now. Well, then I will put him under the keep and extend category. Um, another player that I didn't put firmly in the keep list, but looking at it now, uh, will probably fall into there is, is Leon Goretzka. Uh, can anyone think of a reason he shouldn't be under the keep category? No. Yeah, that's what I, th- I thought that um, would be the case. <laughs> um, so sticking in midfield then, in the, in the center of midfield, uh, we have to look at Corentin Tolisso because if we're keeping Goretzka, we're keeping Thiago, it's starting to not look so great uh, for Corentin Tolisso. Uh, so, Garrett, is that a player do you think probably should be sold in the summer? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really want it. I, I'd really love for there to be a spot. Maybe if we can petition that there's a 12th player, um, buyer can play, um, that would be great. But I, but he's one of those players that has not done enough, um, long enough for me to, to really, uh, make up for the fact that he's, he's, he could fetch Bayern a, a decent amount on the transfer market. Um, and also for him, he could, he could do well in, in a lot of other places as well. Um, and, and because he is, I don't want to say redundant feels too harsh, but he, but his skill set and what he brings to the Byron squad is kind of, is redundant in terms of the type of players that are ahead of him. Um, he doesn't really do anything that much better than, uh, the number of guys than Goretzka or or Tiago. Um, if he could play in more of a defensive midfielder role, uh, a la Kimmich, then maybe I would say, yeah, we should hold on to him as 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 much as we could, um, because I do think that uh, having another option in defensive midfield instead of Kimmich is is something that Bayern um, are going to need to look at, but. But ultimately, I, you, I hate it when it comes down to it's like, well, we're either going to keep it, it almost becomes like a Goretzka versus Tolisso thing. Um, and it seems like it has been for for the last couple of years. And that's unfortunate. But um, I just I just think that Goretzka has shown a lot more in the time that he's had once he gets up to speed uh, than Tolisso has. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say sell him if if they can, and 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 hopefully he gets put into a better situation for him. 
Yeah, and he's a player we've talked about a few times in recent episodes, and I think even though uh, it doesn't feel great because he's someone who's shown that he loves the club, I think we're all probably in agreement to sell him, especially if we can get back the fee that we paid or even more than the fee uh, that we paid for him. Because like you said, he doesn't he, he's a good player. He's a really good player, but he doesn't necessarily offer anything special beyond the players that we currently have. And it just seems like our midfield is going to become even more crowded in the summer if, if we achieve our targets, which we will talk about at the end. So I'll go ahead and put Tolisso in, in the sell category. Uh, one that might hurt even a little bit worse, Tim, is Javi Martinez, whose contract expires in the summer of 2021. Uh very divisive right now as to um, what we should do with him among Bayern fans. I have a feeling I know your answer, but what becomes of Javier Martinez in the summer? I genuinely don't know. I think I th- I'm confident that he probably will go, which is a huge shame. Like he's so he's 31. He'll, well, he'll be 32 at the start of next season. Well, again, I don't know when the start of next season is, but. On paper, he'll be 32, and okay, his his role doesn't necessarily require agility, but he doesn't really have any of that. So, like, even if it does, there's kind of a big difference between when you see how someone that is like equally tenacious, equally aggressive, like a very strong tackler, but can move with the ball really well, mm-hmm. somebody like Kimmich and how he plays as a six, and how Javi Martinez plays as a six. You, the reason why him and Schweinsteiger work so well is because he always had that sort of dynamic, uh, that box-to-box player right next to him. Um, it's it's a big shame because when he arrived at Bayern, he was such a revelation. He was probably like the biggest difference between the 2012-13 season and the 2011-12 season, which was ridiculous because for, for the most part, it was basically the same team. And like give or take a couple of other players. But seeing him go would be very sad because he seems like such a... As I say this, he is currently live on Instagram. I just got the notification, so he obviously (laughs) knows that we're talking about him. Um, Seeing him go would be really sad because he's such a great character. I think everybody in the club really likes him. He kind of marked the spell of like Bayern in the 2010s, like... I feel like his arrival really did kind of catapult Bayern to like the very top. Um, Like that game against Barcelona, for example, was incredible. But I don't know if he has, if he has the the place in the team anymore. Because his options are: do we keep him as a defensive midfielder? Is he maybe too good to just be a backup? If he's a centre back, then he's kind of not really suited to the way that Bayern plays a centre play with centre-backs because they want to be up high and as soon as you put Javi Martinez up high that exposes the entirety of the back line it's difficult Um, if he goes I'd like to see him go to somewhere that's going to appreciate him as much as Bayern have appreciated him if that means going back to Bilbao then I'm sure he'll be okay with that whether they'll accept him or not is another story I think he kind of burnt a couple of bridges uh, when he left Um, but no it's it's a difficult one, but you know if Bayern have to progress and evolve, then sadly these things have to happen. Yeah, I think I think I'm in the same boat as you. It does, you know, it's it's not going to be fun seeing him leave the club. But if Bayern want to move on, 
they definitely don't need to renew him. If, if nothing else, let his contract expire in 2021. But I also think if that's the case, why not try to make a little bit of money uh, off of him this upcoming summer if you can get him to a club, like you said, that where he's going to feel comfortable. Um, so I would say Javi Martinez falls underneath the sell category. Uh, Sebastian Garrett, would either of you argue against that? No, I guess I have to agree at this point. We are, we're just too good with Kimmich and Thiago right now and with another number six kind of player coming in. So, yeah, he he's one of those players where you kind of know that there will be situations when we're going to regret uh, have, having uh, let him go, I guess, because there are going to be those games where the defense is falling apart for some reason and you know, okay, if I just could block Javi Martinez in there right now, things would likely be fine again. But yeah, he's just too good to to be a backup plan for for these situational kind kind of matches. So yeah, and and he's just not good enough to to uh, yeah to replace a player like Joshua Kimmich, who's twenty five in, in the best his best years now. So yeah, it is what it is, and I think he's going going to be happy wherever he's going to go because he's still a very 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 good player. Well, Sebastian, uh, let's go and talk about the final um, central midfield player at Bayern, one that we haven't seen hardly at all this season, uh, Mikael Kisantz. What do we do with him over the summer? Should he be uh, maybe loaned out to another club, try to get some experience next season, or maybe with you know players like Javier Martinez and Coronton Toliso leaving, uh, should he stick around and maybe uh, we try and play him a little bit more, give him more minutes at the club at Bayern? Um, what do you what do you see happening with him? For me, he's definitely a candidate for a loan because the question really is: are, are, um, Am I more confident he's going to do a good job, or would I rather rely on Adrian Fine, who's coming back? And for me, that's definitely Adrian Fine. Uh, I, I was, yeah, and I, I never really completely got got uh, why Kisson's uh, why we we were su- such a fan of Kisson's. He's not not a bad player. He's definitely a talent, but. Yeah, it's, it's, he's just kind of too early. It's kind of too early for him. He really needs some more, uh, some more games. He, he really needs to play and develop. And when that didn't work at, at Gladbach, it's obviously not going to work here m- much more quickly, I believe. And yeah, no, uh, because there are just too many players for, for the positions he's going, going to play that I would definitely trust more at this point. Uh, I think we should definitely send him somewhere on a loan. Yeah, well, then I will put him underneath the loan list because I definitely agree with you there. Uh, Garrett, the final um, sort of midfielder that's on Bayern's permanent roster is Kingsley Coman, uh, a player that is just really difficult to judge when it comes to situations like this. Now, I know how I feel, but I want to know how you feel about Kingsley Coman and what should be done with him this summer uh, first. I think you need to I think you need to look for an opportunity to sell him. Um I think that he's still young enough and still has enough potential that you could still get uh, a, a good amount on the transfer market for him. Um, and I say good amount. I'm talking in the, I don't know, you know, 30 range maybe. Um, but you're selling on potential more than you're selling on production is, is the problem um, because he just has not been able to put together long enough stretches of being healthy to to really warrant um the type of playing time um or confidence that that byron would need to give him in order to 
continue with with uh, with him. I, he's under contract until 2023. Um, so I mean, you could just hold on and just write it out and see what happens. But it, it kind of depends, I guess, too, on what they do in the transfer market. What who, who do they bring in? Um, I I don't I don't know that I'm in the. I I think I'm probably not in the minority, I guess I'll say it as to say that none of us really trust Kingsley Coman uh, when it comes to the starting 11. Absolutely. We, we, we like to, we like the idea. Uh, um, we like, we see, you see the flashes, but there's just, you're still not seeing enough um, to think he's going to be Byron quality. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I just say move, move him along. Hopefully, because I he's he's such an exciting player. Like I love watching him on the ball when he's at the top of his game. So I'd love to see him go somewhere and actually do really well, um, because I think he really can help some some good uh, a good team. Um, but I just don't think it's going to happen at Bayern. And uh, so yeah, I, I'd say it's time to move on. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. If we have the opportunity to sell Kingsley Coleman, I think we definitely um, have to take that. I was going to say that I think we could get more than 30 million euros out of him. And then as that thought entered my mind, I was like, well, if, if we didn't have him, I definitely wouldn't pay 30 million for him. So I don't know. Maybe we can trick a club into paying us, you know, 40, 45 million. Uh, well, even at 30, even at 30, you, I think they bought him for like 21. So right. even at 30, you're making a profit, maybe not as much as you would have mm-hmm. expected, but, but yeah. I think that that'd be a good, good move. Yeah. But I mean, he's played what, six, six games this season or no, it's more than that. That's just champions league, but you know, he's hardly played and this was supposed to be his year. It seems like every year we're thinking, oh, this is going to be come year. He's going to be fit and he's going to come yeah. in and, and he's going to you know, do this, that, and the other. Um, and every season, it seems like the people who are, you know, defending him are like, oh, well, you know, he's still young. He's still developing. He's still got this potential. At some point, you have to cut that off and be like, look, he, we've been waiting on him to reach his potential for, you know, five, six seasons now. His best season when, was when he was 18, 19 years old, and we haven't seen you know, a whole lot of him since then. So, yeah, I'm firmly of the mindset if we can get Kingsley Coman get a good fee from another club for Kingsley Coman. Uh, we should be jumping at that. Uh, Sebastian, Tim, any, any defense you have for Kingsley Coman? Sadly, no. Um, I, I want the guy to do well, but it's very difficult watching him. And well, at times it is just difficult watching him because you, you, you kind of screaming at the TV, like pass it, this way do do something else like don't just do that and it's gone for a corner like it's it's really frustrating at times because like you can kind of tell that he's obviously frustrated with himself which just makes it so much worse because it's like you have so much he's clearly got something but it just doesn't seem to click like it doesn't seem to click long enough I think there's, I, I imagine we'll, we'll discuss it shortly, but like there's r- reports of um, Bayern being interested in buying Perisic for like um, 15 to 20 million. And that's the sort of role that I think Coman is probably best suited for. Like he's not the starter, but if you have to, he can be. Um, I, I just don't think that he, I, I don't think he's ever really shown 
the capability of taking over from Ribery and Robin. And I know that like you have the quotes from from Kimmich when people are saying, oh, he's the next Philip Lahm. So I'm not the next Philip Lahm, I'm I'm me. The problem is, is that we need the next Ribery and Robin. And like Gnabry's kind of done well to kind of put up similar similar numbers in terms of like goals and assists and but like even he would probably be the first to admit I'm not as good as they are but like you can kind of see that he's at least bringing something and I think with Coman it's kind of as you said like time is rapidly running out and it's I don't want to I don't want to say the J word but it's close to him coming very similar to Jesse Lingard where it's like oh he's he's yeah like because like he obviously is way younger than Jesse Lingard Jesse Lingard's older than me I think which is terrifying. Um, but it is the it is the case of, oh, he's, he's got loads of time. He's really young. And then all of a sudden he's 27 and he's still really young and got loads of time. Um, I don't know. It would be a shame to see Bayern cut their losses on it. But again, like if we're talking about guys like Tolisso or Javier Martinez or, or Boateng, sometimes you do just have to be a bit ruthless. Because after all, this is a business that they've got to, mm-hmm. um, they have to look after and like, again i realized this podcast being recorded to give people a little break from the whole coronavirus thing but that's going to have a huge impact on on buying as a business so they need to be as as kind of like ruthless and and sensible as they can be mm-hmm. yeah so kings of come on definitely falls under the uh the cell category um if possible speaking of potentially 27 year olds philip Coutinho is 27 uh, he's on loan at Bayern. We have an option to buy for 120 million euros. Some reports claim that could even go down to 80. But even at 80 million euros, I'm not sure that he's someone that I would make a permanent transfer to this club. Uh, Sebastian, what are your thoughts on Coutinho and what happens with him in the summer? Uh, no, I think the, the 80 million are definitely still way too expensive. It's just not worth it. He has not shown that he can can be a very good player consistently for this club. It's not like he's getting injured like Kingsley Coman. He's he's just taking his days off, if you will. And yeah, it's it's just not working well enough. And now it's maybe, it, I guess it seems like he might not have enough games anymore this season to, to show that, that I'm, I may be wrong on this one. So yeah, I, I don't think so. Maybe for 40 million, then I guess we can talk. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it depends on who, who else is coming in, and I think there are definitely better possibilities than uh, than twenty eight year old Felipe Coutinho. Yeah, it's as a, sad as it is. Yeah, I think you're right. It's looking like um, he's definitely not going to be staying at Bayern uh, beyond this season. And yeah, I would agree. That's probably probably best um, for the club that he doesn't. Now, Ivan Perisic, Tim, you already talked about this. There's reports that Bayern could even be buying him for 5 million euros less than the initial uh, agreement if if they wanted to purchase him. He's 31 years old, Garrett, um, but he's had a decent season for Bayern. He's played really well coming off the bench on several occasions. He's stepped up in a few uh, big games, but I think Tim brought up a, a, a good point. He's a player who kind of knows his role at the club. So despite his age, for 15 million euros, you think that's... Uh, Ivan Perisic is a player Bayern should consider signing permanently in the summer. Yeah, I think if he, I think if he is happy with the role that he's currently um, tasked with at Bayern, I think that that's a fine amount even to to pay for him. He he's he's a really good player. 
um, for, and you're not going to find a lot of players better than him in terms of bench, uh, you know, super sub type players. So, yeah, I mean, we kind of weren't sure about him, uh, but he's, he's, he's definitely worth 15 to 20 um, at this point. And you, you get him for, you know, one or two more years until you really feel like you have uh, a replacement for him off the bench. Then I'm, I'm happy with, I'm happy with that. I just, I don't, he doesn't strike me as the type of player at this point in his career. That's expecting I should be in the starting 11, you know, every, every match. And, um, and I think that that, that'd be good to have one of those players, um, especially a player that still can contribute the way that he can. Uh, it'd be good to have them, him on, on Bayern. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. I think especially if we're going to try to offload Kingsley Coman, which I think we should, um, we should sign Perisic permanently, have that option off the bench, or you know when we're playing a smaller club where he can come in and, and do, uh, do his thing. He knows his role. Um, I think that would represent a very sensible transfer for Bayern and um, one that just really makes sense for for everyone involved. Uh, so looking back in the midfield and the keep category, we have Joshua Kimmich, Serge Gnabry, Leon Goretzka, uh, and then Thiago, who we should also extend his contract, loan out Mikel Kisantz. If we have the opportunity, sell uh, Taliso, Martinez, Kingsley Coman, um, and let go of Coutinho. Don't need to make him permanent and sign Ivan Perisic to a long-term loan. Now, quickly, let's look at our strikers. I think Robert Lewandowski, there's not much room for conversation here. His contract doesn't expire until 2023. There's absolutely no reason to sell him in the summer. He's the best striker on the planet, and Byron would be foolish to do so. Now, we have Joshua Zerksi and Yanfita Arp, both sitting right behind him. Uh, consider, or I guess hoping to get some playing time. Um, it's been Zerksi who's actually received that this season so uh what happens with the two of them tim i'll let you take out two players in, in one go um both loaned out one stays the other one's loaned out um maybe both stay at the club what do you think i'd love to see what jan fita up can can offer i'm really surprised that we haven't seen him i know he got injured but it's i was talking about this on the at the bridge podcast as a little plug for them there um i was talking about this how it's very strange that we essentially kind of skipped a deputy. So we, we had we had Wagner last season. That didn't really work out. Well, it it did. It didn't necessarily end under under Kovac. But then the next the next step from there is, I kind of assumed it would be okay after Lewandowski, who's never injured. So we need like a guy can, who can step up if need if needs be, would be feet up. But instead, it's we're going to skip that and just go straight to to Xerxi. It's weird. It's worked out fine because Xerxes like scoring goals. He's he's holding his own, which is really impressive. Um, I'd I'd love to keep both of them. Um, if if I could have my way, I would prefer to see Fita Art play more, and then have Xerxes be the deputy for him. Um, just because I think it it kind of works maybe slightly more logically that way. Like he's slightly older, so it makes sense to deputize. Also, I don't think Xerxes is actually a striker. I think he kind of plays off of the striker. Kind of kind of a bit like Muller, but obviously, you know, he's clearly adaptable, so that's good. Um I think much like Audrey Zola, we just haven't seen enough of him. Um 
But I guess like if, if anything was to happen, I'd love to see, unless of course like Lewandowski becomes injury prone all of a sudden and, and can't do anything. I would like to see Xerxes go out so he regularly gets playing time. Because um, otherwise you have this guy that's, you know, he may well be good enough for for first team quality football, but if he's staying at Bayern, he's not going to get that. So if we can send him out to somewhere, I guess like Hamburg seems to be a good place because Adrian Fine's done um, done very well there, as did Vita Arp to an extent. Um, yeah, I would put Xerxes out on loan and then let Vita Arp be the deputy because he's played first team football before. Uh, he's shown in like preseason, he's shown glimpses of being like very talented. Yeah, it's it's confusing, but I think that's what I'd do. All right, so we'll keep Lewandowski loan out Joshua Zerksy per, per the recommendation of one Tim Richards, and then uh, let Jan Fita Arp kind of float between the first team and the second team because Hansi Flick has a, a certain player in mind that he has apparently made his number one transfer target, which leads us into the final section. Uh, and for the sake of time, we'll approach this. Um, I guess the question will be if you can name one player that you want Byron to bring in, a sensible transfer, one player that you want Byron to bring in for next season, who would that be? And we'll start with Sebastian, um, because I have a feeling I know who he's going to bring up. Well, isn't it kind of obvious? Uh, Hansi Flick's number one is obviously going to be my number one, and that's Timo Werner. We don't have to bother with having a backup striker then. I guess I would not necessarily loan Xerxes loan somewhere, but... We would have the best uh, the best backup number nine we, we can have uh, if we get Timo Werner and also player who can start for us on the wing or well maybe not maybe let's not exactly call it the wing because yeah we have been more flexible than that he he would be on the wing he would be in the middle he he would be a number nine he would be he would appear in the Thomas Müller position and all of that he does very well he does better than anyone else who's on the market definitely better than anyone else who's on the on, on the market in his price range and as i said the most important argument here is timo werner seems to be hansi flick's number one who else can be the number one then yeah and he's he's available you talked about his price on the market i think 60 million euros is is what people are suggesting uh if he's hansi flick's number one target there's absolutely no reason for byron not to be doing everything they can to bring him in uh, assuming Hansi Flick is staying on long-term, which he obviously should. Um, the problem is we've reached the point now where uh, other clubs have noticed, okay, this this guy's pretty good. We should see if we can bring him in for pretty cheap. And um, Liverpool are interested in him, apparently, and um, other English clubs have shown interest, so we may enter into a, a sort of situation where we have to try and convince him to come. Fortunately, it does seem like hopefully he hasn't, changed his mind completely about wanting to join Bayern. Um, but, Sebastian, I think that's uh, an excellent player to bring up. Uh, Timo Werner, $60 million would be a fantastic move for Bayern. Um, Garrett, one transfer you could you would uh, hope Bayern bring in over the summer? Uh, I won. Um, I think if Flick wants Werner, then I, I don't – I can't argue. I've been so impressed with – everything that flick has done since taking over. And so it's really hard to, uh, disagree with him period. Um, but for the sake of being different and for getting his name out there, I still pay for, uh, Kai Havertz. Um, obviously there's a lot at play that could 
happen, you know, over the course of this uh, suspended season and, and any type of losses that Bayern have and and, and all across, you know, Europe and, and, the, and the globe, really, um, maybe they won't be able to pay what uh, Leverkusen are asking. But I just think that uh, Kai Havertz, uh, even as he was slumping, I was saying he was worth, you know, triple digits and even – you know, he's, we started to see him kind of take a, uh, an upswing in his form, uh, near the, before the suspension, uh, occurred. And I just think he is the type of player that, um, if Bayern get the him on the club, he could become one of the, one of the greats. Um, and I mean, he's 20 years old. Uh, he's got plenty of career left ahead of him and he, He's he's a he's a star, and mm-hmm. so if they can get him uh, this early in his career, I say you have to get him. And, and if you and if that means that they have to they have to push somebody out that they they wouldn't have otherwise, then I I still think you need to do it. I think he's I think he is that that uh, long awaited once in a generation German player that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there've been other players that have come up, uh, over the course of, of time that it's, this is the, this is the next guy. This is the next guy, but Kai Havertz is the real deal. And, um, so he, he's the guy, he's my dream, my dream transfer. Uh, I don't know that it'll happen, but, um, if I had to pick one and only one, I'm picking Kai Havertz. Real quick on Kai Havertz, uh, Peter Bosch, the, uh, Bayer Leverkusen coach has said that he, fully expects Havertz to be sold in the summer, but Leverkusen reportedly has an asking price of 130 million euros. So, Garrett, even for that price, do you think Kai Havertz uh, should be Bayern's priority? If he's the only transfer that we're making, sure. <laughs> I, I don't think that they... I don't think that... That's a hard, that's a hard number to swallow right. uh, for, for any player. And so, if they... I I would be willing to go as high as 115. Hmm. Um, if I and, and that I, to me that that's still a lot, right. a lot, a lot of money. But but he's I just the idea of him going to a Liverpool or going to a you know a, a, just an, another big club and and just taking off that terrifies me. Um, just knowing and seeing what kind of player he already is at 20 years old. I mean, imagine him in five more years, you know, assuming health and everything like that. But yeah, I, I'd still, I'd buy him on, 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 on potential, um, at this point, um, for 115, but 130 is a little steep. Okay, Tim, you're up next. I've mentioned him already today, but I think Jesse Lincoln, no, I can't say that. (laughs) I imagine, Benjamin, you're probably going to say Leroy Sane. I really like Upper Meccano. I think he's probably been Leipzig's, like, the the quiet guy in the background that kind of just gets on with it. I, I really like him. I know that our defence is kind of stacked at the best of times, but I think if he's going to, this is probably going to be the cheapest that Bayern could ever get him for. He's still very young. Uh, he's incredibly talented already. Um, him and Kanate are a ridiculously talented centre-back partnership. Um, yeah, if if I had to choose 
one that hasn't been named. I think Upper Meccano would have to be it. Can you, Tim, um, you mentioned uh, Kanate, and to me, I I know he's been injured, but I like him almost better than Upper Meccano. Could you explain why it is that you think Upper Meccano is the guy of those two to go for? Genuinely, it's only because I've seen more of him. Um, like I, all of the games that I've seen Bayern play against Leipzig, where he's uh, where Upper Meccano's played, I think it's also something about the name. I think it is mm-hmm. as 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 kind of vapid as that sounds. That that's the thing that stands out the most is the fact that his name is it is kind of peculiar and it's it's very memorable. Um, so obviously he's kind of like stood out the most on the pitch. But having when I saw him play against against Bayern, what now seems like ten years ago, even though it was earlier this season, there's just something about seeing him on the ball is it was just very calming or frustratingly calming because I wasn't cheering for his team. Um, in all honesty, it is just that I have seen more of him than I've seen Kanate. I think they're they're both more or less like neck and neck, mm. um, but I don't want to like cast judgment on on a player that i haven't really seen before so tim i was actually going to bring up adeo pomacano as my player uh, not, oh no <laughs> not leroy sane so you're totally good but to kind of add to to add what you were talking about i think upamacano has a little bit of a leg up on kanate um for one thing he's been around a little bit longer doing it for leipzig a little bit longer um so he's got that experience but he's also stepped up on the big occasion multiple times this season. So against Tottenham, uh, Abumakano was, was RB Leipzig's best player. When they held Byron to a draw, Abumakano was sensational. He was easily Leipzig's best player. Um, and I think that it's just sort of that kind of like leadership at the back that he brings. Um, not that Kanate doesn't have it, but that Abumakano has certainly demonstrated on more occasions that he has. But my argument for bringing up him rather than Sané uh, was fueled by two things. Number one, um, I'm on the side that Kai Havertz and Timo Werner would be a better combination than Kai Havertz and Leroy Sané or Timo Werner and Leroy Sané. I think those two players uh, should be more of a priority for Bayern. And second, I think if we bring in Upamakano, then you now have Hernandez and Alaba as options at left back, and we push Alfonso Davies up to play left wing um, and let him see if he can do what Leroy Sané could do anyway um for a whole lot cheaper than what Sané would cost on his own so that's my thought i think what you mentioned about how Werner and Havertz are are the two most logical uh players to get together i remember we were talking about this like a few weeks ago how for all the, there were all of the conversations of like Werner Sané Havertz i kind of I, that's the thing that I've taken away um, probably the most prominently from from that discussion was that if we were to get Werner, he wouldn't be playing as like Lewandowski's understudy. He'd be playing behind him or like just playing off of him slightly or even to the left. So in that sense, I do think that what we were saying about how Werner and Havertz are kind of in a similar mould, much in the same way that you've said that up Meccano has the leg up on Kanate because he's been doing it for longer. Okay, Werner's like 24, 25, I think, 24, and has been performing so consistently for a number of years now. I think in, in that sense, 
that's probably why I would still want to go for Werner and, and Sane, if only for the fact that we've seen it work so many times before in the National League, um, not in the National League, in the national team even. Um, but I don't know, I think the three, like the 115 million euros on Kai Havertz is so much money. Um, but obviously that's the that's the way that things are going and we're going to have to end up spending that sort of money on somebody anyway. I, I'm still kind of holding out whether Havertz is the person to get it um, to get that entire sum for, uh, or to get for for that entire sum, I should say. Um, but it's an it's an interesting discussion. You'll get there, Tim. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interesting discussion, and um, we're just gonna have to wait at this point to see what happens in the upcoming summer. But for the sake of time, that's where we're gonna have to cut this off. So. Uh, If you've enjoyed listening, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, If you're a regular fan of the podcast and you haven't done that yet, please leave us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that in a couple ways. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and then tweet at us at SuperByronPod, or you can email us at SuperByronPod at gmail.com. All of our episodes can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're probably going to be there. Thank you for listening. Go out and tell all your friends, and we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 